Welcome to Sadie's Divorce and Happy Podcast, where I discuss life after divorce with a playful, spicy, fresh perspective. Every episode includes burning questions, lively 10-minute talks, and tips to happiness. Are you ready for an amazing act two? Then join me on today's episode. It's time to get your new beginning started. What superhero did you want to be when you were a kid? I wanted to be Wonder Woman. I wanted to have her invisible jet and fly around like such a force. And I wanted her agility when dodging those bullets, the metal cuffs that she had. And I wanted her long, gorgeous, luscious, flowing hair. I also wanted to be Princess Leia. I know so many girls in my generation wanted to be Princess Leia because she was a boss. She was so bold and she just commanded respect. As a girl, I was so intrigued by powerful, bold women. I remember once when I was in grade school and I was having what I thought was a Princess Leia moment by sharing my opinion on something. And the teacher's response was, Sadie, you're being bossy, bossy, not a compliment I have learned as a woman. And in that moment, my boldness just shrunk and I instead felt embarrassed and ashamed that I even tried to vocalize what I was thinking in that moment. And I became what many women my generation became. I became very passive and sweet and good and pleasing. But getting divorced, getting divorced reignited that eight-year-old spunk in me. And I have had so much fun with my bold self since my divorce. Have you had that experience too? After my divorce, I began to feel like my own version of Wonder Woman, but now I realize it was the recovering good girl in me that was becoming more powerful. Recovering good girls, this is a hot topic for me. It's because I've seen its imprint on my generation, men and women. I am of the opinion that nobody benefits when women are conditioned to be passive. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you'll remember episode 21 when I talk about being a recovering good girl and I shared the five things that I'm done apologizing for. Well, that experience doing that podcast was so empowering. And what happened after that podcast drop that was profound to me is that I had so many of my listeners reach out and talk about their own recovering good girl story. And I just knew after that experience that I had to continue this conversation. Enter my guest, Amy Worlds, who also has been divorced and has found her power after divorce. Amy is a force. She is wise. She is captivating. And she is here to tell you and me about our superpowers as a recovering good girl. Now, if you're a man listening, Amy is also going to tell you how to own more of your power post-divorce as well. I just know our 10-minute talk is going to inspire you. It's going to motivate you. And also be sure to catch the end of the episode where I share Sadie's Tips to Happiness, which is a new segment that I'm including on every episode of my podcast. All right, now for all the juicy fun that you've been waiting for, Burning Questions with my guest, Amy Worlds. Burning Questions. Let's turn up the heat for 60 seconds. Well, I am so excited to have 60 seconds of burning questions with my guest today, 
Amy Worlds. Yes, she sounds like a superhero. How are you, Miss Amy Worlds? I am well. I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much, Sadie. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, you're welcome. Are you ready for your burning questions? I am ready. Bring it. Okay. The goal <laughs> is to answer as many as you can in 60 seconds. It's kind of like your Olympic moment here. So you just take a big <laughs> breath. Here we go. Okay, Miss Amy, would you rather have time or money? Time. What's your favorite word? Love. What color do you feel powerful in? Green. Fill in the blank. Life after divorce is? Heaven. Would you rather have lightning speed or x-ray vision? X-ray vision. Are you a fighter or a lover? Lover all day. What is the coolest sound? Rain. Favorite city besides Atlanta? New York. Men who are vulnerable are? Sexy. Do you like to go to weddings? No. (laughs) Should women wait for men to ask them out? Absolutely not. Do you feel invincible or unstoppable? Unstoppable. Scale from one to 10. How good are you at saying no? 10. TikTok is? Fun. What's your personal superpower? Wisdom. Wonderful. Woohoo. Burning <laughs> questions. So I am fired up over here after that. Are you sure you don't have a cape on over there in Atlanta? Are you sure? <laughs> I am excited for our chat today about the superpowers of a recovering good girl because we are so powerful. We recovering good girls. Yes, I am. I'm recovered. <laughs> Wonderful. I want to hear from you, Miss Amy Worlds. Life coach extraordinaire, what are these superpowers? I started getting into my superpowers right when I went through my divorce. Uh, I am 13 years out of a divorce. And that caused me to really tap into what that meant for me. What was the super in me that really was suppressed that whole time that I wanted to come forward? For me, the first superpower that I tapped into deeply was intuition. Mm. Intuition for me meant that I was going to start to trust myself myself a lot more, trust my instincts because I hadn't done so before. And perhaps that was why I was where I was at that moment, because I didn't trust myself initially. And so learning to really trust that superpower in myself brought me to a a very different place as far as understanding me and the way I saw the world in general. So how do you encourage a recovering good girl to tap into that superpower of her intuition? For me, it is about establishing self-trust. It's about listening to yourself. When that little voice comes in, not a voice of fear, not the voice of your mother who says, you know, that you're supposed to do X, Y, Z, but the voice that comes literally from the depth of your soul. It comes almost up like out of the pit of your stomach and it says, this is not what you need to do or this is something that you need to do immediately. That you trust that voice and that you allow that voice to direct you the way you need to go. Allow it to kind of navigate your internal system. And so I want every woman listening to this to really learn to trust that voice because that voice is there for a reason. It came into the world with you and essentially is there to just guide you. It's almost like your own internal guardian angel. It's interesting. And I'm sure the listener has maybe the same experience where as a girl, I just wasn't really encouraged to trust myself. And it's been such a powerful journey to just have that inner voice be so much stronger, especially after divorce. It sounds like that was a similar experience for you, but it's a process, isn't it, Amy? It really is. And you're, you're absolutely right. It's Since we were little kids, our voice was drowned out by the voice of our parents, 
the voice of our peers, the voices of everyone around us except ourselves. And at some point, we begin to almost put like a muzzle over our own internal voice. And so it takes a lot of experience and sometimes hardship and pain to come back to day one, what feels right, what was right from the very beginning, but it just got drowned out by all the other voices. So you're absolutely right. I agree with that. When you're working with a client and you're talking with her about her intuition, what is a way that you encourage her to practice growing that trust in her inner guide? What are some Mm, steps? Beautiful question. One of the things that I learned to do was to check into myself from the very beginning of my day. And something I will, uh, I describe to my clients as the internal check-in. As soon as you open your eyes in the morning to put your arms around yourself and then to ask yourself, how am I feeling? That's really important because A, putting your arms around yourself gives you a feeling of being grounded. I'm inside of my body at this moment and I'm doing an internal check-in with how I feel and where I'm at at this moment. Sometimes the answer is I'm not feeling too good about today. I'm not feeling good about how I slept. Maybe I slept wrong or maybe I didn't get enough sleep or maybe I just have some trepidation about some things I need to do today. But do that internal check-in because once you're clear on how you're feeling, you won't project that onto how the world is, is, is doing. And it, it, a lot of times we assign how we're feeling to the world and that has nothing to do with the world. That's really something going on within us. So taking inventory and checking in with you is the first step to intuitive listening, listening to what's happening within. I love that. How mm-hmm. am I feeling? I'm going to practice that tomorrow. How am I feeling yeah. in the morning right, <laughs> right. away? I'm going to do I'm my internal so- check-in. I'm excited. All right. What is another superpower of a recovering good girl? Oh, well, the second superpower that I think is really powerful, especially when I'm teaching someone self-mastery, is the art of acceptance. Really taking in the ability to own oneself, self-ownership, owning your role, owning your power. And the reason why this is super important is because we want to stop the belief that everything's just happening happening to us, right? I had that belief for a long time. I did. Very disempowering. Very disempowering. (laughs) Exactly. But no longer because I am a recovering good girl. So acceptance, self-ownership. Acceptance is the ability to say, I can create, Mm. that I I can be the maestro. (laughs) You know what I mean? So once you do that acceptance, now at first acceptance may not feel that good because you may be accepting things that you don't really want to accept, but it's in those steps that you begin to understand that you do have power, that you're not powerless. And even if, if it's accepting that maybe I was at the wrong place at the wrong time, it can be as simple as that. It gives you power to say my placement means everything. Mm-hmm. And where I choose to go is something that I can control. So acceptance is a superpower that every girl, good girl, really needs to understand that she has for herself is self-acceptance. So when it comes to that self-acceptance, I know for myself, I have struggled with not feeling mm-hmm. enough. I'm sure that when you are working with your clients, that that is a theme that I am not enough. What's a, another narrative there? And I've been working yeah. through that very diligently since my divorce, but it is that reoccurring message. I've struggled with that throughout my life, but definitely as a recovering good girl, I feel like I'm making a lot of progress. But again, that message is so deep. So any thoughts around that? <sighs> that not enoughness, you know, yes. it's anytime exhausting that, to I, feel that I, way. I felt 
Yeah. Anytime I felt that not enoughness, it's because I'm looking externally. I'm mm. looking outward that is and so I'm true. not looking enough within. Mm. And I'm also comparing myself externally instead of really looking within and really owning what is a part of me. And so when I come across clients who are working with that not enoughness, I really, that really gives me the first understanding that they're not in cue. They're not in sync with all the beauty that talents, the strengths, the resilience that is within them. Because if they tap into that, they essentially know, intuitively know that they are truly enough. So it's really honing into that power. It's redirecting the gaze because a lot of times we've just been programmed to look outward. We, We listen outward. We look outward. We compare outward. But when you bring it in, When you learn to have introspection, you begin to discover, you begin to really take in all that which is you. And when you do that, you no longer compare. You can take the the uniqueness of yourself and feel as though with this, I walk forward into the world. With this, I stand before you and I am enough just as I am. So it's really getting that gaze recentered from the looking outward to looking within. Spoken like a recovered good girl over there, Amy World. <laughs> oh, I had to do the work. <laughs> yes. And 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 it's such good, rich work. What is one more superpower of a recovering good girl? Okay, so this superpower here, I think when I watch it in movement, when I watch it in progress, it taps into my heart space and that is vulnerability. When I watch someone who is so comfortable understanding the ins and outs of themselves, they have accepted themselves. They intuitively know what was necessary to get them from point A to point B and they're willing to tell their story. They're willing to share their perspective. They're willing to be transparent and vulnerable, it's powerful. And I'll tell you how. When that is used and that understanding, it brings down walls. It brings down defense and systems. And I watch it with couples. I've watched it in careers with people like, uh, let's say someone dealing with management. Just being able to be vulnerable and understand that it's a strength is something that I think a lot of people underestimate. They just see it as a weakness. They see it, now you know, where I struggle when indeed expressing your vulnerability in itself is a courageous act. It is an act of strength and no one can use anything against you that you fully own. And that's what's so powerful about vulnerability is when you own it, when you understand it and when you have accepted it, no one can weaponize it against you because you've used it. You understand exactly what you're giving them in vulnerability. So I think that is a superpower that is underestimated and we need to tap into it a lot more. And vulnerability leads to such rich connection, doesn't yes. it? The yes, richest kind, which I, as a woman, am so grateful for that I, at least in society, I have been given permission to be vulnerable and experience mm-hmm. that richness. What do you say to the listener who is a man today around vulnerability? Uh, men, I think, unfortunately, they get an entirely different message about vulnerability and they see it as th- being emasculated in some way or feel feeling small, um, childlike, boyish. And I am a woman who will look a man in the eye and say, when you are vulnerable, I see the truest parts of you. And it is definitely a magnetic ability that you have once you're able to be vulnerable and say, this is, this is who I am. It is something powerful about walking out into the world 
still naked and saying, hey, take it or leave it. This is it. Very <laughs> powerful. Know, this is me. It's very powerful. Yes. So I want more men to be able to uh, feel empowered to do that because it teaches us and it gives women permission to, to meet you right where you're at. Um, so I think it's a beautiful thing when men are willing to be vulnerable with their feelings. And it's sexy. Like you said in your burning questions, Very it's sexy. just so sexy. <laughs> To the listener who's a guy, lean into vulnerability. (laughs) So intuition, acceptance, and vulnerability, three wonderful, amazing superpowers of a recovering good girl. Amy, what are some final words of encouragement that you have for the listener? The thing I want people to remember or recognize within themselves is the question, who am I, is really the question you must ask before you tap into exactly what your superpower is. Be willing to ask that question. Who am I? And as you go on that journey of who am I, getting to the, toward the, not the end, but when you get really uh, stable in who am I, it becomes I am. So you're able to then reinforce I am. I am a healer. I am a lover. I am kind. I am strong. Your I am's become more forceful. It becomes more inserted within you. You can definitely say I am with confidence and you can can say it in love. So I think that is something everyone should be allowed to discover within themselves. You ask that question, who am I? Be okay with asking that and then get to a place where you can say, I am. That is the most powerful place where you can find yourself and where you need to lead from in life. I am feeling so inspired after talking to you. I can only imagine what it's like to have time with you as a coach. I want you to share to the listener how she or he can connect with you about your coaching and your classes. Sure. So right now, the best way to contact me is through social media, IG, and my tag name is underscore black therapy, underscore black therapy. So definitely you can reach out to me that way. You can send me a message. I will be offering courses and the upcoming weeks that people can get involved with. If there's particular topic, I'm going to put the topics out because I, I really want people to feel empowered to tap into parts of themselves that maybe they don't feel as empowered in. And we want to get you from the who am I to the I am in you. IG is the best way to reach me right now, underscore Black Therapy, and I will respond to your message within 24 hours. Fantastic. I am feeling ready to be my superhero fly <laughs> over here. And I want you to keep on shining. You are so inspiring, Miss Amy Worlds. Thank you for the gift of your encouragement and your wisdom today and reminding us that we as recovering good girls are powerful and to use our powers to keep on creating a beautiful life for ourselves. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed this time with you. I am feeling really charged up after talking about recovering good girl superpowers with Amy Worlds. That was such a great conversation and so inspiring. I knew it would be. And I'm going to own on this podcast today that I'm going to lean into my superpower of vulnerability. I can honestly say, even though I feel like I am a vulnerable person with my girlfriends and with my family, when it comes to the opposite gender, I, I, I'm pretty reserved around it, actually kind of protective, but you know, I'm going to practice. I'm going to take some baby steps 
where it feels appropriate and I'm going to lean into more vulnerability because I agree with Amy. I know that vulnerability leads to amazing connections. And if I'm going to ask men to be more emotionally available, then really I better do the same, right? So I want to hear from you. What are the superpowers that you're going to lean into after today's conversation? I want you to DM me. I want you to email me. I want you to tell me all about it. All right. Are you ready to get your happy on? Here we go. Say these steps to happiness. So we just talked about feeling powerful after divorce. And now my tip to happiness for today is on being playful. It's the perfect compliment. I love to play. I love it. I love to play. Playing leads to inspiration, it leads to new ideas, it leads to me laughing at myself, which is just so necessary and helpful. It leads to amazing connections and the most delicious conversations. So my tip to happiness is to play more. Have a play date with yourself. Plan it, be spontaneous, do whatever you need to do. Just play more. Take yourself less seriously. Be more breezy, be more silly. Focus on more fun things to do. Now, you don't need to get all fancy when you play. You don't need to wear sparkly socks. I'm a fan of socks. You just need to show up in whatever you're wearing, however you look, and play more. I wanna say, when I talk about play, I am not referring to a side hustle. I am not talking about learning a new skill like Spanish, and I'm not talking about writing your first novel. I'm not even talking about zoning out to Netflix. I'm talking about playing, just playing. Find a swing set, blow some bubbles, do some sidewalk chalk. If you have kids, you probably have all that stuff stashed away. Lip sync to your favorite 80s song in your underwear. If it was winter, I'd say build a snowman or make a snow angel. I'm from Minnesota. We have snow. Do something playful and silly. Send your best friend a silly meme or a silly TikTok. Find a park. Roll down a hill. Find a lake. Skip some rocks. Catch some frogs. Catch some butterflies. I mean, bring that inner child out 100% play. Bake a crazy cake that you don't even have to eat. Run in the rain. Puddle jumping will never be overrated. Go explore a new area of your city just for giggles and grins. Go play with your dog or your cat or your lizard or go buy a lizard. Just go play, 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 play. Now, this might sound really trivial because I know we have a lot going on in our lives and time is precious, but playing is so essential and playing leads to so many benefits like playing adds joy in your life. It relieves stress. It connects you to your world. It improves brain function, which in midlife we could all use a little bit more of, right? Playing stimulates creativity. Clearly, I like to play. Playing keeps you feeling young. I mean, just think about all the money we spend on looking younger when really all we should be doing is playing more and playing leads to healing. So go and get your play clothes on baby and play. Please be sure to follow, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. You can also follow Sadie's Divorced and Happy podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to visit the website divorcedandhappy.net where you'll find all of the podcast episodes and my Life After Divorce blog. And if you've found value in this episode or if you've been listening to my podcast for some time now, I would love for you to consider buying me a cup of coffee. I don't even drink coffee, but you can buy it online for me. And it's simple. Just visit buymeacoffee.com backslash Sadie Marie, and you can buy me a cup or two online. And I thank you so much for your support. I'm your host, Sadie Marie, a recovering good girl. 
And I cannot wait to connect with you on the next podcast episode. Till then, you take good care.